Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fundamentals Podcast. I'm your host, Harley. Joining me today to talk about animation is John Stratman. John specialises in 16-bit or 8-bit animation. Basically, the kind of animation that you would get in old video games or arcade games. John's been able to take this concept and use it to amazing effect, reimagining movie trailers, scenes from films like The Avengers and Star Wars, and even adapting comic books. His work can be found on YouTube with his own channel, as well as collaboration with several big names in YouTube. But before you go and check out any of the work, please enjoy this conversation with John, discussing the process, his own sort of personal journey with it, and so much more. So, without further ado, let's get to the conversation. This is Animation with John Stratton. So, hello, John, and welcome to the Fundamentals podcast. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate you're a, you're a very busy guy with a lot on your schedule. So, when I reached out to you, um, as we said before we were talking, I reached out to you because, for anyone who doesn't know, you have an amazing YouTube channel, and, and you do this amazing thing with animation. Specifically, you like to go with a sort of 16-bit animation, it's like a retro gaming thing. And it's, it's brilliant. And obviously I'll link your channel and people can check it out. So I just wanted to really pick your brains on it. I'd love to know, how did you get started with animation? Did you study something at school or at college and just sort of follow it up from there? Well, I was in, I was in high school about, oh, it's almost 10 years ago. I was in a history class and like, like you're supposed to, one of, one of the semester end projects was to make a sort of almost like biopic of some historical figure. And I don't know, there was, I told my, my plan with my uh, partners was to let's make a prequel to the Patriot. Oh, okay. And so we're like, yeah, let's do that. And then the more we looked into it, uh, you know, the main guy from The Patriot is not a real guy, and the events he talks about never happened. So right. we just pivoted to making it about Francis Marion. Um, but, like, uh, I, I wanted to make it uh, animated because, like, like a typical, like, high school video project, I wanted it to be way more impressive than that. So I just uh, took took the music from Medal of Honor and... That was like my first ever animated thing, uh, I guess like in, in the digital space. I, I did like monkey around with stop motion animation when I was younger, but uh, like that's kind of where it started. And then like, like a couple years after that, I was, um, I made, I had like this original like superhero concept um and i tried making it the same way i made the high school project but it was um i had the backgrounds like the actual i would actually go places and film those backgrounds and then i would uh insert the cartoon characters in those backgrounds later and like i was getting like really really into it and I I was so excited about it that I wanted to split it up into episodes just so I can get it out there so that people can see it and then I got to episode three and then my hard drive died oh no um, <laughs> oh. so yeah and then like for a while I was just like not really making any videos of any kind and then uh like the first trailers for The Force Awakens were coming out, and I was so excited I wanted to kind of harness that hype into, like, making something. So that was the first 8-bit trailer. Um, and at that point, I thought, like, well, like, 
pixel art, you know, I, I had never done it before. Seems easy enough. Um, so yeah, that was the first one. And like, I borrowed a ton of assets from like the Super Nintendo, not the Super Nintendo, the original Nintendo, uh, entertainment system, Star Wars games. And I just, yeah, like that, like after that point on things became more uniform. Um, but that first one was like a very, very much like a patchwork of different, like the characters are not a consistent size. And like, at some point I didn't know how to scale it. So they're like, they're pretty blurry. Um, and after that, I, I went straight into a trailer remake for Captain America Civil War because, uh, you know, the Star Wars one did well. So uh, I put I, I finished Captain America Civil War and mm -hmm. I put that out on my channel. And I had a friend who worked for Joblo.com. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think I... I, I asked him if they would be interested in something like that. And I think it was a couple months later where I was told that they wanted to pick me up as like a monthly series. So I was with them for about two and a half years. And oh, I don't know how many episodes of 8-Bit Trailers there were, but I think it might have been 27. So that was, yeah, that was quite a lot. I think like shortly after I started with Joe Blow, then I made, well, there was, there was an episode, there, there was a Justice League uh, trailer for 8-Bit Trailers, and I included a Weekly Planet Easter egg because ah, okay. uh, they've got all the great inside jokes like mullet for Superman, Batman sucks, yeah. I love rap, yeah. that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so uh, when I put, uh, I, I, I put that in some graffiti and flashes layer and uh, shortly after that came out, uh, James reached out to me. Awesome. Uh, and I, I, I did a couple of graphics for uh, the video game episodes of Caravan of Garbage. Those are like the first uh, things I did for him. That's brilliant, man. That, that makes a lot of sense, actually, yeah, because that's the first time I think we saw something on his channel doing that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I think he was doing, like, shortly after Rogue One came out, he was doing, uh, like, a, a concept art rejected uh, concepts from Rogue One, and uh, he wanted me to do the Darth Vader scene to include in that, and then, due to popular demand, people wanted that video on its own, so that was the first 16-bit scene. And for a while, I was doing 8-bit trailers and 16-bit scenes at the same time, which, thinking back, like, and I was also doing academic stuff at the same time. So oh, right. it what was, were you doing? Oh, just, you know, like, studying, like, animation. And so, like, I, I had, like, just getting certified, uh, you know, learning. It was mostly Adobe Suite stuff. Ah, okay. But, okay. Um, yeah, so for a while, I was doing... That and like 16 bit scenes were not as like consistently being put out as uh, 8 bit trailers, but I, I have no idea how I how I pulled that off. Um, a lot of sleepless nights, I'm imagining. Yeah, uh, but at, at a certain point, um, I thought I thought that uh, that Joe Blow wasn't a great home for uh, 8 bit trailers because they're they're like the, the kind of channel they have is like a, a daily upload thing. And a lot of them are uh, top tens and other content that's easier and quicker to put out. And so I felt like it was diminishing returns on, on them. And I was doing some trailers for movies that I felt pretty met about. So uh, yeah. And after that, I've just kind of been, like, I'll sometimes do a trailer on my channel occasionally, um, and if there's, like, a big, a big scene in, like, a movie that came out, I'll 
sometimes I'll pitch James a 16-bit scene. Um, but yeah, it's like pixel art isn't something that I set out to do. It's something that I kind of fell into because people responded to it well. And uh, yeah, like my my uh, my software is like right now my my process for creating them is completely different from what it was when I started. Like when when I started, I wasn't even using After Effects. It was this freeware program called Wax 2.0 that wasn't, it wasn't updated since like 2006. Uh, so, woof, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I don't, it, it, it had some functionality, but it, it, it wasn't quite, like, I, right now I can't imagine doing it without Adobe After Effects because it's just, that just, just makes your life a lot easier. Well, that's fair enough. Um, I'm curious, because you, you hit on something just a minute ago, that you're absolutely right. There is something about the sort of 8-bit trailer, 16-bit videos that people respond to me, like myself, for example. I, and I couldn't figure out why. I was watching them today. I was thinking, I don't know what it is. It's just something about this that's just so brilliant. And do you think it's like, um, I guess, like a, people that have a sort of a fondness, a nostalgia for video games or things like that, it just kind of taps into that sort of childhood memory kind of thing? Yeah, well, there's something about the visual style and the the sounds of, uh, like, previous game consoles. I'm definitely not the first to do it. Uh, there there was a series on Cinefix called uh, 8-Bit Cinema, and um, what, what, I, what I did basically was take two Cinefix shows, uh, their, their homemade movies one where they were, did trailer remakes and 8-bit uh, cinema and just mash them together. That was pretty much where, where, where that concept came from. Sometimes I feel a little guilty because it's... Because uh, I'm doing all this all this art and I'm, I'm doing all this animation, uh, but it's always remaking stuff that I already know that people will like. Um, so... I've, I've thought about, uh, well, I've started outlining an original thing and, but it's like, I all, I always end up overcomplicating things and making them way more ambitious than they should be. Yeah. I, I can totally understand that. And I, I guess as you go as well, you've probably developed, as you say, you know, you're updating softwares and tools. I can imagine you're just constantly learning more things. You go, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I did this and use this and this? And then as you say, it what could probably be your original idea just grows. I'm curious, is that sort of off the back of your original series? Because I was on your channel today and I found that old, uh, that older, I think you called it your un, your cancelled web series. Is that the one where you, yeah, yeah you said you filmed yeah. backgrounds and because I thought that was really cool. I was watching it and I just thought such a, a really interesting style is it sort of a continuation from that storyline it's kind of a reboot because oh, I, okay. I can't imagine continuing from where i left off at that on that because i was i was planning on introducing organized crime which is something that i have no idea about and definitely should not have gone <laughs> there so I, i'm yeah. kind of in a sense i'm kind of glad that that uh happened but um right I don't know. I if it if I do end up making that, uh, I see like because pixel art is what I'm known for now. Yeah. I don't know if I would make that with pixel art characters or if I would make it in a more traditional mm -hmm. drawn style. Um, and I, I'm definitely not that confident in my drawing abilities at this point to definitely go yeah because uh, one 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 great safety net of pixel art is it's got a built-in unit of measurement and if you okay. want if you want something to move slowly there's no guessing like how far do i move this you can just go oh i just move it one pixel you know it's it definitely feels more risky doing something like completely original and completely uh on my own there's 
but but I've I've been exp- extremely uh, fortunate to have good collaborators. Uh, usually, when it, when it comes to music, I think it was the second eight bit trailer. No, it was the third eight bit. No, the third sixteen bit scene. Okay. This, uh, it was the the fight in Snoke's throne room from the Last Jedi, and yes, I remember. Yeah. I was I really liked the music in that scene and I wanted it to be as close as possible but then I was also doing all this complex choreography. So um that's where uh we got uh Kenny Mack to do the music for that and I think it turned out really really well and then he did the music for all the for most of the 16-bit scenes from that point forward. And then at a certain point, I think it was for the last, like, two or three 8-bit trailers where I was getting really overwhelmed, because I used to do the music for those uh, myself, but uh, I, I uh, talked to the Jobo people, and they brought in, or they, or I talked to them about bringing Kenny in, and Amina Camel, she scored the Vader Down uh, two-part comic adaptation, and she also did the uh, score for the Rise of Skywalker trailer remake. Um, so yeah, she's been great. And then Alex Mott did. I originally reached out, or yeah, I originally reached out to him uh, to do the music for the other uh, comic adaptation that I've got in the works, but with um, I ended up. Uh, pivoting to do two trailer remakes in a row for the the upcoming DC movies, and so he did the music for those. So, yeah, I... And I... It, every composer that I work with, I end up, like, developing, like, a really good friendship with, which is nice. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel really lucky to, you know, have have people like that. Yeah, and am I right in thinking that's something that kind of keeps you going? Because it sounds like it's a pretty full-on kind of job to take on. There's a lot of spinning plates, a lot. Imagine it sometimes it might feel quite overwhelming, so it must be nice to have that community you can kind of bounce off and people you can share ideas with so you don't feel like it's too much. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I agree. The, the comic adaptation I'm working on is a Star Trek uh, project. And oh, cool. I recently just like put out a thing on Twitter saying, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for voices for this. Cause this is like, as I was reading through the script, I just thought, you know, there's no way that could work with the typical, uh, subtitles. Okay. It would be better with voice acting and just listening to some of the, some of the clips people are sending me. It's just like, Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I guess one of the reasons that I got into animation was it was, like it, it was something you could do completely yourself. Uh, you don't have to mess with like a camera or lighting or whatever. You can all. It's basically making an entire movie in post. So like in, in a sense, I I went to animation to get away from people, and then now I'm bringing in people. <laughs> right. Yeah. It all comes full circle in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. I like that though. So I'm I'm guessing then you've always had a passion for movies then and stuff and as you say you obviously looked at that when you were in school and then sort of growing up this is what's drawn you towards animation so i'm just thinking you said you mentioned star wars star trek you've done stuff for dc done stuff for marvel so i'm guessing that's something that's always been there in the in the sort of in the back of your mind then just the, general like the the dc and marvel like it's 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 all unsanctioned yeah. it's not official you know um yeah yeah but yeah, i mean but, like yeah um, well, with, with, uh, you know, I've always kind of liked superheroes. I'm not, I, I never was the biggest, like the most well-versed in all of it. Um, I remember when I was, when I was little, I looked at this encyclopedia of superheroes and I, I was reading through it and thought, why, why do we always just get movies about Batman and Superman and Spider-Man, uh, why aren't there more superhero movies about more superheroes? And it's like, and then the monkey's paw finger curled. And then that's all, <laughs> that's all we ever get now. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I did a lot of Marvel stuff because, you know, Marvel is 
pretty much the most popular thing right now. Um, but yeah, uh, I've, I think like one of my, one of my, one of the first things that made me fall in love with visual storytelling and just like movement was, uh, Wallace and Gromit and all oh, of sweet. the, uh, all of you like Ardman stop motion animated, uh, movies. Cause it's, it's, and that, that made me want to, uh, yeah, I think when I was about 11, I had been watching the original King Kong a whole bunch. And then I, Oh, wow. I okay. remade King Kong, but with a pipe cleaner spider. And instead of New York, it was Chicago, but I still used stock photos. I found on the laptop of New York. Um, I don't know. It was, you know, first kids, first movie, you know? Uh, yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's really cool. Cause I'd, I'd say, man, I think if I was 11 years old, I would, definitely wouldn't have tried anything that ambitious so i think that's you've obviously got that drive in you and yeah something like ardman for example i mean over here in the uk it's it's a national treasure you know anything wallace and gromit and we just we lap it up but there is something really i think really simple and just nice and and, and impressive about that kind of stuff because it, it takes a tremendous amount of patience so how did you find that that, that little project then 11 years old, just having to move the thing a tiny bit and then move it a tiny bit. Did well, that sort like, of put you off? Or? I, I didn't really have like a, I think my first ones, I did, I think I might've done like this actually really kind of impressive, like liquid sloshing type of animation with like a toy pickup truck and a bit of clay that would be the liquid, but um, it'll never be seen by anybody because it was, I I had no I had no playback <laughs> method, so I right. just had it on this digital camera, and I would just push on the arrow really fast to go through the frames uh, to see it move. Yeah, I think I I got out of stop motion because it was I don't know it might might have been the thought of just having to build everything, and then like in the back back of your mind you've always got that. Uh, that Ardman standard, and it's like, I, I don't have production quality that's nearly as good. Uh, <laughs> and it might have been, it might have been, uh, another thing I don't like about live action is, like, when lighting looks good, it's amazing, but setting it up, it's, like, you have to have the most patience. So, yeah, like, yeah, I, I guess, like, making movies has always been, you know, the pipe dream. Oh, that's cool. I mean, you, you think you've got to try your hand at a few different styles, I guess, to figure out what works for you. And then, as you said, it's sort of really a fortunate thing that you've stumbled across where there is this love people have out there, an audience for the kind of gaming styles. So, Because um, I noticed when um, I was watching back over today, the Endgame one in particular, which again, I'm going to link it in the description because I think people need to see it. It's incredible um the work that was done on that and you mentioned which, about which one the part one or part two both i think both back to back are just incredible and i was you, you put like a little you know james obviously let you put a little sting at the end sort of explaining a bit about how you do it and i I was really impressed because you it looked like you did your research like you'd gone back for all these these older games and you were trying to deliberately pick on a style or sort of a different characters because obviously Anyone who's read a comic or looked at thick cartoons or games over the years sees that characters go through all sorts of interesting looks, shall we say. So there's obviously a lot of research that you must do then sort of going back. And, and again, I would assume that you'd need to have some kind of love for it. Otherwise, it would just be incredibly tedious and you'd just go, well, oh, this will do. This looks close enough to the character. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it. Well, with the, with um, research... Uh... I think I'm a little bit annoyed every time I see like a pixel animation or a a, a a a pixel art character and they just look like Mega Man. <laughs> I right. I yeah. <laughs> I like I I haven't played much Mega Man, so I guess but like, you know, if if you're making if you're making something 
with a character that has a history in games and you're not using that history i think that's a really big missed opportunity because like with with you know with a lot of my videos i'm trying to push every nostalgia button yeah uh, i will i'll i'll rip uh sound effects from from these games that like like to me like they're i'm just using them as sound effects but like the where they're from matters because if somebody hears that it might take them back to playing the game that I'm basing it on. And it's, it's, it, it might be just some, you know, or maybe, maybe it doesn't even work on, on people, but, um, you know, I think, I think it's great to, you know, take these elements of this thing that are just collecting dust that are, you know, not necessarily forgotten, but you know, just they're old and taking them and putting them into this new so, thing. So right, I'm curious, like when it comes to picking scenes, because you, you've mentioned a few already. Like obviously the, the Avengers ones you've picked on, um, you you know, and then there's the Star Wars, as you say, like you've got Rogue One, you've got the throne room scene from uh, from the Last Jedi and stuff like that. How do you sort of pick a scene from a film to to animate? Then is is it what kind of stands out to you? when you're looking at it, is there anything you look for in sort of terms of, I guess, storytelling or just what's the most visually interesting scene to, to have a go at? I guess, I guess visually interesting is, is probably why, although I do remember that um, for Black Panther, we had talked about doing maybe like the final battle, but I think at that point I was just way too intimidated by all of the characters which in retrospect, <laughs> after doing Endgame, is just silly. No, not at all. I mean, I, I think what you picked on, actually, the Black Panther one, I, I think is brilliant. That's one of my favorite ones, because it has like a real Street Fighter kind of vibe to it, and you picked on a really intense scene to use. But yeah, you obviously, as you say, you built yourself up to Endgame, and again, I highly recommend people go and check that out, because I think when when it was announced that you were doing it, I thought, oh, fair play. <laughs> How's he going to make a... Make, make his way through that absolute minefield of characters. But I think you handled that really well. You obviously just broke it down and just thought, I'm going to follow the gauntlet and follow the characters and just not worry too much about the millions of non-characters in the background doing all their bits and bobs. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I, actually, when I actually got into it, it, it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because... Um, uh, with with just all the fighting in the background, I animated just a loop of characters jumping over each other and just and stuff like that. So I just created a thirty second loop and just inserted it every time I needed uh, I needed stuff happening. And you know people don't people don't notice. Uh, sometimes I think about uh, if I'd classify myself as a YouTuber because it's. Like just looking at looking at every all the other people who are like YouTubers and just the rate at which they put stuff out, that makes me just almost freak out because it's just like, uh, but you know doing doing stuff on another channel uh, and a, a channel that whose other content I actually like to watch regularly. Uh, that, I that I I really uh, I really like that. No, I, I think I get what you're saying with YouTube. It's, it, I mean, I'm not obviously I don't have a channel myself, but just listening to people like Mr. Sunday Movies and various other people, they they are, that's one of the things they complain about is, you know, or com complain in sort of inverted commas is that you know the yeah as you say there's you have to put out a certain amount because of algorithms and, but then at the same time I from what I gather, I think there is there's something to be said for building an audience based on good quality work and if someone like yourself who's who's clearly putting a lot of time and effort and love into your projects there's always going to be an audience for that i think but it may just take longer to build but does that sort of thing kind of worry you or affect your work at any point have you ever found yourself thinking maybe i should take some shortcuts and pump more stuff out or do you sort of hit the brakes and go no i i'm not enjoying this i'd rather concentrate on this project instead Well, I, I, I think I, I was thinking about doing monthly trailer remakes again, 
but then I just realized that I'm, I, I would be delaying the Star Trek project I've been wanting to make forever. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's difficult to balance like the stuff that you know is going to get attention and you know is going to, you know, play well for, uh, for the viewers. Um, and the stuff that, you, that, like, the stuff that you that you're passionate about, it's like not necessarily like not that the making trailer remakes is stuffing something I don't care about, because uh, I do, I like I like, uh, I, I like the process for that, but I, I've been thinking about you know just shopping myself around to like some video conglomerate, but then. Uh, I'm a little bit worried that I would have the Joe Blow problem again, where, you know, my, my stuff just gets buried. Um, but I, I think as long as they're not a one upload a day channel, then I should be okay. But I suppose like another, another question is like, who, who would I go to? Yeah, absolutely. Do, do you have anyone with your sort of, you've set your eyes on? Cause you've already reached some pretty big, uh, accounts already just looking at your, your sort of resume so to speak online well I, I did apply for a job at polygon uh but somebody else got that uh i don't know i i, I guess i guess my skill set is completely different than what they what uh they would want it's like uh you want a video editor here have all this <laughs> um because I, I know that like uh channels like screen junkies and uh mm-hmm. uh cinefix like they're they're part of what made me uh, realize that there's an audience for movie based content, right? So like, if 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 they reached out, I I definitely you know consider it. But um, you know I don't know. Like I'm I'm in a very weird place right now where I'm I'm not sh- like I'm I'm doing all these projects, but I'm not sure where I'm going to take it. I, I don't know if I would uh, make a game if I, if, uh, well, if, if, as long as somebody else was doing the coding, I would be fine with working on a game. Who, who knows? Yeah, I mean, if, following that thread, because actually that's a, that's a really good point. So, as you say, and I'd imagine it's, it is a bit of a different process, because as you say, you've got coding and, and a, a different kind of format, but yeah, what kind of game would you like to design? And I will, I, an ideal will, let's say a company, I'm thinking off the top of my head, a video game company that isn't terrible, but I think the reputation isn't good for a lot of game companies right now. But let's, let's just say an indie, an indie came up to you and said, hey, we love what you do. Um, can you design a game for us? Like, what would you kind of go for? Well, I, I'd like, I like platformers and I like, uh, I like Streets of Rage type, like beat-em-ups. Yeah. What would, what would really be interesting is to work on like a sort of Doom-like game where it's like it's 2D characters in a 3D space. That'd be, I think that'd be really oh. interesting. Um, okay. I really don't know. I think I, I, I have my life planned out only only two months in advance. <laughs> right. Okay. I think that's probably the best way to be, truthfully, <laughs> given the world we live in. You don't want to plan too far ahead, but... No, that's really. I, I like that, man. Have you ever animated with two D on three D? Actually, have you done anything like that before? I I've snuck a few uh, a few mode seven esque sequences into trailers, and I th- yeah I, I I did include one in uh, the Rise of Skywalker sixteen bit scene. Oh, okay. You have to, you have to remind me which part was that? I think I was watching that one earlier. It was. Uh, where they're fighting all the superstar destroyers and then everybody shows up. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, that, that looks spectacular. So well done. That's, that's awesome. It's absolutely brilliant. Do you ever sort of get frustrated with the process at any point? Is you only sort of do it or is it one of those things where just the more you go, the more practice you have, the sort of the quicker you get at it and you, you sort of build off the back of that. So it's not as slow or frustrating. Uh, well, you know, you figure out shortcuts over time. I, yeah, I don't get frustrated at the process. I get frustrated at myself most of the time. Um, 
I don't know. It's a lot of it's just, you know, like what, what's next, you know, and that might be a little too heavy, but, uh, no, it's okay. You can go wherever you want in this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, I think a lot of frustration might, might come from, uh, well, well, it was, there, there was, there was a time where I was really self-conscious from like pulling from like existing games and like, Oh no, are people going to think I'm a hack that I'm just reusing other people's work? Uh, and so like I, ever since then I have been, uh, pivoting to try to make everything original. Like even if, even if the animation is based on an existing thing that the character design is completely new. Well, I, I guess that's something to be said. I mean, you want to, I guess, have your own, I don't know, integrity is maybe the word or, you want to do things for yourself? I, th I think that's great. I mean, if any consolation, I wouldn't notice if you read from a game. <laughs> you know, I, I definitely see the styles and the things that you go for, and I think that's amazing. So anything in between, I mean, who cares? I think as long as you're doing it, and at least you're putting something out there, John. You know, I, I have way more respect for people like you that actually try and do stuff. It's easier to, to be a troll in the comments, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, the... the, the... The biggest uh, thing that I, I remember from Joe was it was called 8-bit trailers, but most of the time I would go to 16-bit just because it looks better. Okay. And yeah, yeah, sharper image. Yeah. Then all the comments were, it's 16-bit. It's <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Oh, oh. I, I, but I, I really hate com comments that are like, um, I think you should have done this a different way. Um, if it were me, I wouldn't have, I would have gone into a close up instead of just leaving. And it's just like, then why didn't you, why didn't you do it? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, man. But I guess that if like you said, going back to, if you're going to be on YouTube, you're going to be a YouTuber, you just have to get a bit of a thick skin and just kind of get used to people with completely pointless comments. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I, I agree with you, man. That's that's my attitude. It's like, okay, start your own channel. See you later. Or, uh, <laughs> or let me know how it goes. People leaving <laughs> leaving their critiques of the movie under this remake. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Uh, I, one of my favorite things. So anyone who's who's not heard the Weekly Planet, but I, I kind of like how they lean into it. They'll do that hate mail thing every now and then. It just, I think you've got to be able to laugh, haven't you? You've got to be able to laugh at some people's stupidity. So, again, it's any consolation. Who cares? 16-bit, 8-bit, whatever. It's it's all amazing. And I think the fact that you actually, yeah, again, do something that you love and give it the time and put it out there is very commendable. I mean, did that take a long time for you to go into that, to make that leap? Because I know it's easy for a lot of us to sit at home and work on these things that we like, but it is another step to then kind of publish or put it out into the ether so did that take a little bit of time for you then to kind of hit that button and just think oh, i'm just gonna go for it and just put this out there i i think uh not really there like i think after losing sam young origins which was my original series after losing that i think it was just finding something that i wanted to make uh, I think that was the big, the biggest hurdle to get over, which Star Wars solved. Um, I don't think I've ever been embarrassed for anything I've put out. Um, it's as long as you know, I I I know the work that went into it, and I'm I'm confident in what I put out. Then yeah, I don't I don't think it's too big of a deal well is, is there any advice you'd give to somebody who's perhaps listening to this and you know is going down a similar path and is, is a bit hesitant about putting it out or sharing their work is there anything you would say to to somebody in that position or perhaps even just to your younger self really <laughs> if if you're if you're trying to find something uh if, if you if you see like an art form like online that you think that you see other people doing and you think could be better then go and do it better. Uh, Cause I think, I think that's, that that's kind of what I did. That's what, um, not to say I'm better than 
other people doing the same thing, but I, I remember looking at a lot of pixel art animated videos and just thinking that they're not, they're not sticking with the limitations of the, of the classic games because it's like so many people when making 8-bit or 16-bit videos, they just make a blocky thing and add chiptunes and boom, you're done. And, you know, I, to me, it's, it's not that simple because you have to think about why, why these, why these games sounded the way they did and why they looked the way they did. It was because of technical limitations. And so it's like, for, for me, it's like, finding a way to give yourself similar limitations. Uh, that's, I don't know, that's the approach that I've kind of honed over time. That that probably went way off from the original question, but that's... No, uh, it's fine. Honestly, you take it where you want to. And uh, you've kind of led me into something I'm interested in. You just said there that you're about limitations. So do, do you find in, in giving yourself those limitations in it, it kind of forces you to be a bit more creative or perhaps be a bit more disciplined i guess in in what you're putting out so not to like cut corners perhaps as as you see other content uh providers doing one one thing that um that i i've seen a lot of people do is just add little smaller extra extra pixels uh to the thing to add extra detail and um that's one thing i've tried not to do and that kind of forces you to uh, to think about each pixel you're putting down, because every pixel counts. Every pixel is a detail. Um, and it like it would be so easy to just cheat and do an extra, make that bit a little bit sharper. But um, yeah, that's. I guess that's all I have to say about that. No, that's totally fine. So you're working on Star Trek um, and you're bringing in voice cast, which is going to be really cool. And we look forward to seeing that. Is there anything else on the horizon for you? I know movie trailers are a bit of a stagnant thing at the minute because we don't know when movies are coming out. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but is there anything like that that you've kind of got on the horizon? I'm working on something, but I signed an NDA, so I can't say anything about it. Oh, um, oh, that's cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to hitting the ground running on that, and hopefully making something that uh, that I'm proud of. Other than other than Star Trek, I don't. After Star Trek, I might try resurrecting that original thing again, unless maybe some trailer comes out then i'll probably switch to that i have thought about um doing a 16-bit scene of that luke hallway scene from the mandalorian but um i'm i'm way i'm way too busy with other stuff to think about that right now um or another idea another idea i had for something would be to just do a mandalorian recap uh, just going, show him going from place to place, uh, quickly represent each fight scene and stuff like that. Um, I think that, yeah, that, that might be, that might be good for later sort of the story so far. But one thing, one thing I'm, one problem I have with, um, with pixel animated, uh, videos that just recap movies is it doesn't feel like a real speed run just because it's so fast right but uh yeah who knows oh i think you've got some very exciting things on the horizon i mean you said nda my ears perked up so it's kind of like oh okay <laughs> sounds big sounds official that's, that's awesome man and uh as i as i said before i will definitely be linking in your channel because i highly recommend anyone go and check it out it's just an amazing stuff that you do so you've got all these projects going on and, you know, obviously you've had a bit of time, you're working on Star Trek. Do you kind of make it a conscious habit 
to have little projects for yourself. So say when you've got lots of jobs on and you've got things coming in, which is great. Do you ever find that you give yourself the time to go and work on a little personal project just to kind of keep yourself fresh and make sure you're still enjoying what doing what you're doing? Um, well, I, I think with, uh, having, having projects coming in and stuff like that, even if I know next to nothing about it, I try to find something to enjoy about it. And I try to find something that is exciting about it. If not, if not the thing itself, a technical thing that goes into it, like doing something new, uh, using a new piece of software, etc. Um, I think just forgetting about what people think and doing something I enjoy, I think that is Star Trek. Because uh, for me, like, I didn't, I didn't see Star Wars until I was, like, 13. Growing, growing up, I didn't, like, I didn't wear out the VHS of Empire Strikes Back. I, I wore out the VHS of Wrath of Khan. That's why Star Trek's so close to me. Yeah, I don't know. When, whenever I, if the, on the rare occasion where I have absolutely nothing going on, and I have no projects queued, it's, I feel like I'm going to go insane. Because I'm just frantically scrambling to find the next thing. Well, I mean, in a way, I suppose that's kind of good, because it shows that you're at least hungry for it, and you want to keep it going. The reason I ask is because um, I've listened to a few podcasts recently with artists, and it's something that strikes me, is sometimes you, you can be a bit, it's weird, like it's the best job in the world, doing what you love but it can also be the worst job i think sometimes people can easily fall out of love if that makes any sense so it's really cool to hear that you you a love what you're doing and b that you know you've obviously very smart about how you do it like i love what you said about looking at even just new technologies or new things that you can find even if like you said you don't know anything you get you get a job and you're like well, i don't really know anything about this property but it's really cool patch i've just downloaded i'm going to learn how to use this and keeping it entertaining for yourself at least i think that's a that's a really great outlook to have just on this kind of field yeah i mean it's i i do like when i'm like diving deep into research on a thing and i emerge with a newfound appreciation for whatever it is okay what what's probably your favorite example of something like that then well, the thing I'm working on right now, probably, but, um, <laughs> we can't talk about that. That's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do remember, uh, when I was doing the fantastic beasts, eight bit trailer, uh, there, I, I based it on Pokemon and I wanted stats to show for the Pokemon. So I went to my library, got the actual fantastic beast book and looked up like the danger level of each, uh, each creature and put it in the Pokemon stat. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> For uh, Ready Player One, I actually read the entire book before doing the trailer. And that was like the fastest I ever read anything. Oh, wow. Um, so it was it was cool to like include like little bits of text as like little computer code in the in the trailer itself or like a getting a detail, like a song to play at the end. That was yeah, that was that was fun. Man, that's that's awesome. And yeah, you got you got to read a novel out of it, and I'm assuming you liked the book. Then it wasn't just a complete waste of time for you. Well, it's it's um, at its best, it's a fun yeah, it's a fun scavenger hunt, and at its worst, it's a pop culture laundry list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the impression I get from it. Um, but no, that's that's really cool, man. That's absolutely amazing. So, um, I appreciate you've obviously quite a busy guy, so I'll let you get going. But is is there anything else you would? like to sort of discuss about this topic anything that's close to your heart on it uh i, I don't think so i i have been thinking about uh like getting in, into more traditional like regular cartoons i actually i actually got a tablet recently because like up to this point it's all been with a mouse not with a tablet um so i might i might be experimenting with that in the coming months seeing what comes out of it cool all right, I like it. New techniques. We'll, we'll keep an eye out and see uh, see more about that. So speaking of, where can the good people find you and your work, John? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at StratmasterJ. Uh, I have a coffee account, which is also StratmasterJ, if you want to throw me 
a couple bucks. Uh, I also have a Patreon, which is also Strapmaster J. Um, if you just want to support me every time a video comes out, I also I I, I make um, the sprites from a lot of the videos. I make them publicly available on my Patreon. So if that's if that's something that you that you want to see, that that's where where to find them. Uh, and that's it. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I will be putting links uh, into all of that for you. And there we have it. Thank you so much, John, for coming on to the show and talking to me about all things animation. Definitely go and check out his work. I've linked it all in the show notes of this podcast from his channel to some of the big projects he's done, such as the Avengers, Infinity War and Endgame videos for Mr. Sunday movies that he mentioned in the show. Both of those well worth checking out. If you are enjoying the show, then please give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter. Both handles are at FundamentalsPod. I would love to hear from you. And if you're really enjoying the show, then definitely feel free to leave us a lovely five-star review on your chosen app of choice and let me know, because it will, of course, earn you a shout-out on the podcast. And that's it, really, from me. I'll be back again in a few weeks' time with a completely different guest on a completely different subject. So until then, stay tuned and stay safe.